So I've been in business for, I think, like a year and a half at this point. And I feel like I've hit that spot where I've got the clients coming in. I have lots of client projects, probably too many client projects, which is not a complaint. It is such a blessing. But I'm getting to that point where there's only one of me and the one of me is writing a lot of copy all the time. You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows you to spend more time with your toes in the sand than your fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm a copywriter and consultant, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. On this podcast, we'll talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with insight and actionable tips to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time exploring new cities, hanging with your family, working on that new business project, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Freedom Found Podcast, and I am so excited today because we are doing a live coaching session with Alicia Tyler, a wonderful website and sales copywriter and former coaching client of mine, and I am so excited to have you here with us today. Can you please introduce yourself, give us a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Yeah. So like you already said, I'm Alicia. Um, I'm, I'm from... Colorado, although I'd like to be a world of travel a little bit more. And I write website and sales page copy primarily for creative entrepreneurs who are really looking for like a fun, funky, ridiculous, bold voice to bring into their copy that really stands out. I love it. And I mean, I think more traveling is going to be in your future. If that's already on your radar, it's it's coming your way. (laughs) I had a good, I lived in, in London for, well, I I lived in London for a little month in December while I was cat sitting for some people off of trusted house sitters. So I've popped around a little, but I'd love to do more. Are you on trusted house sitters? Because this is something that like my, um, my business friend, she keeps telling me I need to share about this on the podcast. So here you go. I'm on Trusted House Sitters. We both sit, like do sits for people. And we also have people come and sit whenever we're traveling. You can assume that there's a, a house sitter um, at our house. So that is amazing. So you've gone to London. You spent a whole month there. Yeah. And then we did. I, yeah. Trusted House Sitters is awesome. I also yes. did a little bit of traveling around the U.S., mostly on the East Coast last fall, which was super fun. Amazing. Well, for anybody who doesn't know what this is, Trusted House Sitters is a platform that basically it's like peer-to-peer. So think of it as Airbnb, but for people with pets. So if you don't want to shell out a lot of money to either pay for accommodation or pay for somebody to look after your pets when you go on holiday, then essentially you get to connect with people um, and look after their homes and animals in exchange to stay in some pretty cool places for free. So yeah, I've, I've like just gone down the trusted house sitters rabbit hole for the past like three years now, since before COVID Dale and I were doing this and I just can't get enough. We've like gone and stayed in the um, Alps in Switzerland. We've gone to 
where Scotland, a couple of places in Scotland, the UK, um, we've gone around the US, Laguna Beach, like pretty much um, every trip we have at least one small stint that's at um, a house sitter destination because you get to stay in some cool houses and just some areas that you probably wouldn't have otherwise stayed in. So it's a win-win. Plus, it's always better to stay in a place with a pet. <laughs> Honestly. And you know, like, I want to be a dog mom. And Dale says we're not allowed Me yet. Too. Don't tell him I told you that. But I choose all the sits that have dogs. <laughs> and I just sit there. And it's just like me and the dog. We're best friends. Um, so, yeah, it really it does work out. Um, so here's your little trusted house sitter plug for anybody interested in traveling. Um, it's a great thing to do if you also just want to be able to travel and go and stay in hotels, resorts, trips, and then also have somebody look after your pets. So that's what Dale and I do. Like when we're on safari last year, somebody's here. Yeah, it's just really awesome. So that's going to be in your future more of it. I can already tell. Now let's get into your business a little bit. I'm super excited to dive into the the meat, the heart of the conversation today. So what's on your mind? What, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. So I've been in business for, I think like a year and a half at this point. And I feel like I've hit that spot where I've got the clients coming in. I have lots of client projects, probably too many client projects, which is not a complaint. It is such a blessing. But I'm getting to that point where there's only one of me and the one of me is writing a lot of copy all the time. And I'm wondering from your experience, like how you balance that. I know that's something you talk a lot about is not having, not being on the, like the copywriting treadmill um, and setting up certain offers so that you can get things done in an intensive setting rather than like a long endurance run. But I'm wondering about hiring. I'm wondering what's something you wish you hadn't waited so long to do so that you didn't go into that space of like project burnout. So I'll, I'll stop there because I feel like I threw a lot so, of things at you. But so good. No, I love this conversation because first of all, such a great question. What would I have done differently? And, and a great question to be asking yourself now of like, okay, I recognize where I am. Uh, this is a good problem to have, but I know that like in the long run, I don't want to be here in say six months, 12 months, right? A few years from now day in, day out on projects. And I think that this is a very um, common realization that copywriters have around the marker that you are. You know, I had a very similar experience as I grew my business and I realized, wait a second, I literally just created my nine to five, right? I recreated it. I left the job and then here I am. And how the fuck did that happen? So what we want to do is, is start to dial in a little bit internally. So forget the strategies for a moment. This is not about strategy. This is not about like what offer do you need to deploy or who do you need to hire just yet. First, I want you to like look internally and visualize where you actually want to be in that one year milestone in let's say three years and five years. Where do you want to be? Because the answer to that question is going to inform all the strategy, all the other pieces, all the steps that you're going to take. So when you're thinking about this bigger vision, this longer term vision, what comes up for you? Are you interested in, say, scaling an agency? 
Are you interested in perhaps doing some higher level consulting work? You know, maybe some done for you, maybe switching more to strategy and peer consulting. Are you interested in getting more on the EDU side of things, coaching, educational products? Is anything like tugging at your heart at this moment? Yeah, that's a brilliant question. I mean, A, I know right off the bat that I don't want to be tied to my laptop in the way that I am. And I don't love that everything is relying on me. I definitely love to have other people as a part of my team so that I can still offer awesome copywriting to so many wonderful clients without it always falling on my brain and to to my typing fingers. Um, So that's definitely something that I'm thinking about and wondering when is is the right time, if such a thing exists, to do so. But also definitely moving into a space where there are passive offers and mm-hmm. and educating people too in a super fun way like i always have these ridiculous fun ideas of ways to talk about copy and teach copy that i think would be a super fun thing to bring to the copywriting space because i think there's a lot of serious resources so i think it'd be fun to bring that like fun funky edge to things so moving into the education space as well as offering support for other copywriters because I feel like that's just it's like who doesn't want to get to a certain point that they aren't giving back to basically themselves in the way that where they were when they started if that makes sense um so definitely moving into education and peer support and peer peer mentorship absolutely and I guess some sort of team (laughs) okay so what I'm hearing you say is first and foremost you want some of your time back You don't want to be in projects solo all the time. So this is like a very pivotal moment for you to start to think about what that looks like in terms of having a team supporting you. And I heard you say the words, you didn't want all of it to be falling on your shoulders. So thinking about the copy projects, you typing away on the keyboard, if you don't want to be in those projects all the time, a great option for you could be to start building an agency. And agency can be something grand and large, you know, you can have 20, 50, 100 people in an agency plus, or it can be a micro agency and you can keep it tight knit. You can have better quality control in that setting. You can have less responsibilities as a leader then, and just create a tight knit community there within your own team. So there, there are different ways that you can go about that. Both are equally valid, but it sounds like that might be of interest. Does that resonate? Totally. Yes. Okay. So that would free up your time from working on projects. And I can tell you from my own experience, it is one of the best decisions I made project wise. I still (laughs) love writing copy. I actually just finished writing some website pages after I got finished with some team things earlier this morning before I hopped on this call. And the beautiful thing about it is that it doesn't all fall on my shoulders, right? But I can still go in and have that creative like outlet and be able to support clients in that way, but it's not 100% my responsibility. So I think that might be something that you enjoy as well. And then I'm also hearing you say that you're interested in the mentorship, the education side of things. And that is just golden because everything that you're learning in projects, and I know you are busy, you have so many things on your plate from what we were talking about earlier. And this is an opportunity for you to continue to really hone in and master your skill set more and more and more, and then translate that back into, or I should say, even distill that back into educational products that can support other copywriters or business owners wanting to do it on their own or even have their teams 
take your courses or use your digital products, templates, et cetera, and be able to implement without needing to actually come into the agency. So that said, to answer the question, coming full circle back to what is it that I would do if I was going back in time or what is it I wish I'd done sooner? And the number one thing, and I think about this on a very regular basis, is I wish that I had answered the question of what offer do I want to scale to my first million? Because by not asking that question and then answering it for myself, I ended up creating a lot of side tangents, a lot of paths that I didn't necessarily need to go down. And I probably would have gone down them eventually. They were, let's say, products that I'm filling out my product suite with. They were um, marketing endeavors, uh, team endeavors, so many different things. I could give you examples of like a million different things that I did that I would have done in the long run overall, but in a different order if I went back in time. And if I had answered the question, what is the one offer, the one mechanism that I want to take me to scale, then focus solely on that and then layered in pieces Mm -hmm. and phases, I think my journey would have been a lot smoother and a lot easier. And so that's the advice I would give to you is thinking right now, you've got the interest in growing agency side, growing EDU side. There's nothing wrong with doing both of those. But what I would do is, is choose a primary model to scale at least to your first half million, if not to seven figures. And that's easier to do um, than you might be thinking or listeners right now might be thinking. You can easily scale one of those offers up to a point, allow that to rest nice and easy, maintained because now you've mastered it. And then you can layer in the other piece. And now you've got this great diversification of revenue and this ebb and flow that can happen on both sides of the business. And then a lot of time for you to travel, to be in process projects, out of projects, and really just create the ideal day-to-day in the business that you would like. So when you say scale to half a million, are you saying within a year? Are you saying with just you've made that much from an offer? And how would you do that with an offer like website copywriting, for example, where that's a project that you know, requires a set amount of time. Yeah. Like I don't do mine VIP style. So it takes, you know, a few, a, a month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what yeah. would you suggest for stuff like that, where it's more hands-on and time intensive? First of all, you can absolutely scale a, a done for you hands-on offer to that point to beyond that point. Can you do it solo? No, no. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad we can't because if we could, I think that we would fucking do it and we would be exhausted. (laughs) We would hate it and we would want to burn it down. So thank God that we can't actually build that way. If you want to build a model where you're doing done for you services, giving high quality copy to your clients and giving them that long form project role, that's going to be the agency model for you. In terms of timeline, it looks differently for everybody. So if you want to hit half a million in a year, that would be a a deeper discussion about us looking at your current offers, price points, clientele, lead gen, sales mechanisms. So kind of doing a bit of a business audit to then put a timeframe that is both realistic, but also challenges you. And then assessing, is that one year? Is that two years? And really what I would say, aside from like the milestone of when you want to hit that revenue number is I would say, how do you want to hit it? Do you want to hit it going full force, full speed? Do you want to hit it working part-time and, you know, enjoying the process a little bit more? Do you want to have 
you know, maybe a point where you're meeting in the middle between those two and allowing yourself to have like some flexibility in your life. And then also know that it's kind of a season of putting my head down and getting the work done and building this thing. And then I can look up a little bit more, take a breath more when I get there. Because if you don't ask that question, you'll end up again, going through this process, wondering, if you made the right choice, perhaps resenting it. Something I see with clients that come to me a lot is feeling like they should have done something else along that journey because of the amount of time it takes and not necessarily starting from a place of how they want to live, how they want to feel like day in and day out in the business. And this is just something I've learned is like, if it is not a hell yes, it's a hell no. So starting to assess how do you want to do it alongside of what you actually want to accomplish. So if you want to hit a half a million dollar uh, revenue mark in the business, then it would be about looking at the offer, say website copy. That is an intensive project to do. It would be looking at how much time do you want to be spending on projects? What percentage would you like to be on projects or with your future junior copywriters? Because they're coming into your life soon. Mm -hmm. and, and then starting to do the numbers and saying, okay, what's realistic? What do I feel really good about in order to still deliver like a high caliber piece of copy to clients at the end of the day? Do we want to diversify that revenue with another offer along that journey? You know, it doesn't mean that you are so stuck in a lane and you have to do one thing, but it's about just being really careful about what you do decide to add to your plate. So it, yeah, it really depends more so on offers and personal goals, but you absolutely can do that. And make sure as you think about that going forward, that you're always addressing like the root of you, your like essence in the business. What do you want that to be? How do you want to exist within it? And make sure that you actually like what you're creating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so important. I feel like it's so easy to move away from. And yeah. when someone else says it, you're like, well, duh, of course I should be building a business around the life that I would like to be having. But I think it's so easy. It's such an important reminder because it's yeah. so easily forgotten and it's so easy to get into the, and just get really like, it makes me think of your nose pressed up against the laptop where you just don't have that perspective on your own life. Absolutely. I have I have a a slight question about like well not slight I have a full question is ask it okay to ask it okay cool <laughs> I'm wondering I know that at every point in the business building journey imposter syndrome tends to rear its ugly head and I feel this absolutely with the idea of hiring anybody to be a part of my business, as well as creating educational resources, because that thing of, am I experienced enough to be teaching somebody else? Am I experienced enough to be offering educational resources and teaching other people how to DIY it? Like, am I far enough along in the journey to be doing so? How do you work with that? Because I know, obviously, you have people that work with you and for you, and you provide educational resources. And at what point were you able to feel really confident about, well, maybe were you ever, or did you just go for it? Like, it's kind of part of the business process to just fake it a little till you make it. Alicia, let me just say, first of all, you were right on the nose by even asking this question because the next question I was going to pose to you was, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you started? So can you answer, is it because of this feeling? Is it because you're, you're wondering, am I ready yet? Definitely. And I think there are some fears around 
having somebody else rely on me for their income, Mm -hmm. that brings a whole nother thing about consistency in income. That is something that's challenging as a, as someone who takes on projects on a monthly basis. Okay, well, let's just dispel that one right now because you do not have to have employees. You don't. You do not need people on like a W two, right? You can have contractors, and you can set it up like most of the copywriters that I'm coaching right now inside of FFC um, that have junior copywriters have actually not even most all of them have set up specific arrangements in a contracted manner that allows both parties to feel secure in what they have but not worried about needing to be responsible mm. for income if say client projects dip in one month um you know and you're waiting for them to come back up again so don't worry about that piece. That's a little bit of strategy okay. in arranging it, but it can easily be done. And I say that too, as somebody who is like an extreme commitment phobe, like literally <laughs> I do not want to be tied to anything. And so I've created my business in a way where I actually have zero employees and I am super proud of that. I'm super proud to have a business that is built with contractors that are part of our team. They're in working with me every single day in the business, but we have a, both a mutual understanding of the roles that we each play within my business and then within their contracted career. So there are many beautiful options for you. So don't feel tied down for that reason. Now, the bigger question, and I think so many of us wonder, and maybe all of us wonder, (laughs) does it go away? Is there a right time? Who am I to do this? There is no moment that you are going to get tapped on the shoulder by anybody, (laughs) by anybody to tell you, Alethea, my friend, it is time. You're next. Here you go. Ascend, ascend. There is there is no moment in time where somebody else is going to do that for you as much as even I want to do that for you. Nobody can come and tell you and give you permission. The reason is, is that permission does not exist from another party. The only way that you can get that permission is from within. The only way that you can start to step into that next level her, step into that half a million, million dollar Alethea owning the agency, having the EDU, the coaching side of the business is by saying today, I am going to create that life. I am going to be her. I'm going to step out and say, okay, what would she do right now? What would she do? I'm just going to play an experiment. And that is what I did in my own journey. And I did not feel qualified. I questioned every single day what the (laughs) hell I was doing. And I grew in confidence as I grew my copywriting skills, my business skills, my leadership skills, like confidence grows and that enables, you know, you to step into that role easier. But let me tell you what, there is always another level. There's always another thing that you're working towards. There are several things right now that I'm mapping out. Okay. What is the next phase in the Casey brand? What's the next phase for me as a founder? What do I want to be doing next? And starting to morph and expand into those new roles. So that feeling is going to be consistent. But I like to flip it around and say, okay, instead of letting it be fear-driven, instead of letting it be a negative voice that says, are you there yet? You should wait longer. You know, you need X number of years to be able to go ahead and offer X or Y or Z. I like to say, why not now? Why not? 
if I have my primary basis covered of I know I can deliver on what I'm, I'm actually selling, I know that I can provide a really high caliber experience for clients. Like those are the baselines we talk about a lot here on the podcast. So as long as you can ethically provide services as a service provider, then the only thing standing in your way is the internal permission that you have not yet given yourself. And it is the hardest thing to step into. But once you do, something just clicks and it becomes a habit. So you can step out each day and say, okay, even if I don't feel like her 100% today, maybe yesterday I felt like her 1%. And maybe today it's one and a half percent. But I guarantee that in three weeks, in six months, it's going to be 20%, 50%, right? In a year, you're going to be like, holy shit, now I'm at 100%. <laughs> and now I'm working on like phase two of the scaling plan that I've created for the business. So I would instead not think about it as when or who should I be or how do I do it, but start thinking about it as you already are her. Your success is inevitable with the right path and consistent reps, you can get there. I love that. It's crazy to me how much mindset plays a role in building a business. So much on a daily basis. (laughs) Daily basis. Yeah. I don't think that there's a day that I go through the business where there isn't some sort of some sort of thought in my head or some sort of mindset piece that comes up that I need to just kind of step back and be like, hmm, okay, where did this come from? What is it? Is it is it based in fact? Is it factual? Is it relevant? And majority of the time, like 98% of the time, I reply, okay, that's cute. <laughs> like, that's cute. Not helpful. Not relevant. Not actual. Oh my God. That's cute, though. Bye-bye. You know? And you just move yeah. the rest of the day. Just being like, you know, that's just my internal voice that wants to keep me safe. And safety is rooted in not taking risks. And entrepreneurship is rooted in taking risks. Right? Taking so risks. it's just a constant battle between the two and learning how to talk to your inner voice. Absolutely. And it's so interesting too how, especially in the beginning stages, I feel like under the first two years of business, things change so rapidly. And so you're having to step into these very big shoes that feel intimidatingly large and unmisfitted to your feet. But yeah, you really just have to push yourself to like go into that next level space if you want to continue to grow. So then what is your next move? Your next, next level space that you're going to put yourself into? <laughs> you walked yourself into that one. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, God, it's, I think it's, I think I have, well, no, I don't have to. I think that all of the cards are aligned and I'm getting the nudge to, start finding people to add to my team and start experimenting at least with how that feels and and what that looks like and just yeah finding some really cool people who can help take the load off and who are there to bring some more fun and energy to the space So in summary, did you just say that you were starting to hire for your copywriting agency? (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is what I said. I didn't hear you. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so good. You know what? Sometimes it's just about framing what you really want. What's that big goal, desire, that vision that you want to create, and then 
honing in on the feelings, emotions, thoughts you've already been having, toying around with this idea, and then saying, I'm going to make a decisive you know, decision right now to commit to something and then take the steps forward, put the reps in, do the work and create it. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels exciting, which I think encompasses a lot of a lot of other feelings too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, welcome to the next level of your journey, my friend. I am so excited for you. And I have seen your copy work. Like you are good. This is going to be such a beautiful journey and such a great agency for you to be able to have the oversight and support people on your team and support your clients. Like I'm stoked for this. Thank you. I am too. So did you expect coming into this call? Because I did not. Coming into this call that you're going to walk away having decided your next business model and shifting for this scaling era. I certainly did not. <laughs> you know what? That That's just the power of like tuning into what you really want and, and listening to yourself. That's all you. And I'm just so appreciative for you to come and be open and share and have this conversation with me today and even just ask the right questions that you knew in your gut you really wanted to address that had been on your heart. So thank you so, so much. Can you please share with the listeners where they can find you on Instagram and your website? Yes. Yeah. On Instagram and my website, they're both copy with spice and Instagram, lots of fun, ridiculous content. And then on my website, I've got some fun freebies as well as an awesome newsletter that I send out every week called the Inside Scoop. So Instagram is Copy um, with Spice, website, copywithspice.com. Yay! I love it when more copywriters connect with copywriters. So <laughs> go yes. follow her and have a beautiful rest of your day. Just wow. What an impactful conversation. And if you are at all feeling like what Alicia and I talked about is on your heart, if you are at all feeling like you are being called for more, ready for change in your business, ready to make this into both a business and a lifestyle that you truly love and that allow you to live with more freedom of time and finances and choice, then come and join me at the Six Plus Figure Copywriter Retreat going down May 16th, 17th, and 18th, where I am literally going to be covering the exact topics we talked about today, how to choose your model and irresistible offer to scale, how to map out your revenue and reverse engineer that, and of course, the mechanisms that you need to ensure the predictability and certainty of your business going forward. I'm going to share lots of experiences from my own business, resources from my personal archives, and be there to do hot seat coaching and answer your questions as well. And it's all free. So come and join me, learn how to grow your copywriting business, and I will see you there. Thank you so much for being a loyal Freedom Found podcast listener. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would pass this on to a friend. This is how we can help support each other and get this message out to more women that might be waiting right now to hear a message just like this. So you can go and share this with your business best friend right now or head on over to leave us a five-star review. Your small gesture really does mean more than you know. Thank you so, so much. Love you lots. And I'll catch you next time.